This episode was recorded on September 29th, 2020. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the comic panel, your Fairbanks radio show for all things comics. I'm Cody. I'm Taylon. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Previously on the comic panel. That, that's how I felt. I think that's good for a splash page. Like, why else would you do a splash page unless there's a ton of things going on? Really? I, I like a lot of the um, I liked a lot of the language used there uh, and the imagery that goes with it because it's trying to show how much, like you're saying, a lot's going on mm-hmm. and he's in tune with all, every single plant mm-hmm. on the planet. Like, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Now, I just love the, I, yeah, he, the, the he literally... I love is where he tears his skin off. Yeah. His fake skin. <laughs> oh, yeah. His fake skin. True. This next um, issue was, it was okay uh, as far as like, because we end up finding out Woodrow is like running around attacking humans and he seems to have lost any sense of reality because he's just like yeah you know if you want to you know you guys he's telling people in the village go back a village in the town to go back into the houses and then he's he controls the plants in their house to turn up all the oxygen creation Mm -hmm. and whatever it's called uh oxidation and then as soon as somebody like lights a cigarette because they're stressed out because he's out there threatening everybody explosion everybody catches on fire in there so everybody who decide to go back in their house is mm. not doing well science mm-hmm. stuff yeah i actually really and liked he, and he made the made the one kid videotape it and the mm. kids like that's my family over there. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah I also liked the um, the inclusion of the idea that not only are they like you know frantic and worried because they're being threatened, but also the increased oxygen production actually creates that in their their mind because like you know I, I learned about this in a chemistry class like you know you hyperventilate to increase the CO two levels in your blood so you can calm down, and the opposite has the opposite effect increasing the oxygen in your blood level will make you less calm and so i thought that that was really interesting it was like such a you know it's all like okay i'm gonna increase the oxygen levels which will have the effect of making them more frantic which will mean that somebody's gonna light up a cigarette which means that everybody's gonna explode (laughs) it's like (laughs) it seems like there are unnecessary steps like if you have control of plants just just kill them with the plants but it's like no i've got to do this like eight step 300 iq uh, well, well, he's, gotta, to... he's, he's a scientist right so he's got to have a control group got to have uh, the opposite of a control group <laughs> oh man he's gonna do the same thing to all of them he just wants to torture them pretty much yeah he's science then he's happier to do it makes the job quicker uh but you know the the 
meanwhile, he's also chasing, like, I think pretty sure everybody on the planet is probably being chased right now. But um, mm. Abby, of course, gets chased from her car by plants and the swamp thing, you know, hears her. And he's also going through his own thing where he's like finally deciding to get up and do something because of all this danger. And he gets a name. Like he can sense, you know. Hmm? He gets the name. Uh, so he's like, there is a disturbance in the green. And it has a name. <laughs> um, but freaking, he finally gets up because Abby's in trouble. And she's like, Alec? And he's like, I'm not Alec. No. As he says very eloquently, not Alec. <laughs> and the kid, meanwhile, the kid who was videotaping all those houses catching on fire has ran off to a nearby town, goes to the police, and is just too out of it to, like, tell them. And the one dude finally decides to watch the tape the kid has, and when he sees it, he ends up leaving his shift early, going home, and killing all the plants he can, even cutting down the tree in his front yard. Yep. But that yeah. tree had a lot of sentimental Maybe value, Woodrow too. Is... Mm-hmm. Had a part in it. Tiffany's wife, probably. Yeah. It is, it is a little dramatic of him crying while he cuts down the tree. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, he's I probably really... so terrified, I feel like, less than, like, worried about the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked this because it's like, you know, it kind of shows off that, like, you know, basically, all of the people in the DC universe live in this horrifying, horrifying world that mm-hmm. we never get to see. Because, like, you know, it's like the the superheroes that we normally see, it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, this was hard, this was dangerous, this was difficult. But, you know, they win the day. Uh, and it's, you know, not much goes wrong with them, you know. But then, like, all of the civilians, like, he's like, oh, this is a supervillain attack, and I could really easily be targeted by this, and so I have to go home and, like, you know, get rid of all of my plants, including a sentimental plant, and kill it, because I could mm-hmm. be killed by it. And it's like, yeah. you know... It's a very humanizing story, yeah, like, it... <sighs> You know, the story of the people you don't normally get to see. And the fact that... Okay, so I did not know that, like... Uh, what's their face? The superheroes in this one? Justice League? Oh, the Justice League? Justice League. Okay. <laughs> the Justice League. I didn't know that they, like, existed in this yeah. universe. So for them to just be like... It's, it's such a comparison. The Justice League up there in their lofty tower. Ta- not tower. <laughs> it's called the Watchtower. Uh, uh, Friggin'... You know, looking down, being like, haven't we beaten this guy a ton? Like, how is he a threat now? And, like, how are we going to deal with this? And, like, trying to think in, like, these big terms. And they have all these superpowers and these different people they're trying to, like, use to deal with this dude controlling all the plants on the planet. And meanwhile, yeah, some police officer is, like, trying to deal with this in his own way. You know, in small (laughs) terms. But, like, life-threatening to him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so Woodrow Woodrow gets it in his head that uh humans are killing plants and so he's like, Alright, kill you. Yeah. Bring the green 
Um, I'm doing all of this for the green and not money. Yeah, and, and I, then I really swamp thing shows up. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. You know, um, excuse the pun, but Alan Moore is like you know starting the seeds of the green and the red. And, you know, eventually he'll add some more things to that. But it's kind of a new, like, level to the DC universe of, like, you know, controlling factors, you know. They have, like, their cosmic forces, and then they have, like, you know, their eternal forces that are, uh, like, death and dreaming and stuff like that. And then they have the green and the red, and I think eventually they'll have the black. Um... And maybe there's something else too, but it's like all white, all living. Oh, maybe. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they have because like the green is obviously like what it sounds like, you know, all plant life, basically. And then the red is all um, animal flesh life. And then the black is decomposition, you know. Gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah, so he's starting that here, and it's really cool that, like, you know, even though he he doesn't, like, explicitly <clears throat> say that, you know, we're getting the start of it here. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the next issue. Get Justice League trying to discuss whether or not uh, they could go in and do anything about it. And Long story short, they can't. Yeah. They try so many different things. Yeah. They're like, can Raven deal with this? <clears throat> and she's like, well, I tried, but, you know, I can listen to them, but I don't know what yeah. they're saying. The plants. like, And they're like, it's, it's... you know, we, we have people protecting all areas of the globe or... and. But who well, are going he says to protect... specifically like New York yeah. and da da and da da. He names like some major places. He's like, why not? Like, who's protecting Louisiana? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the idea more of is who's protecting the little places. Yeah. Like, why do we mm-hmm. see these as less important to protect? But you know, I, know. I did think it was kind of right. odd where the Justice League just kind of throws up their hands and like, well, yeah. guess you can't do anything. You better not <laughs> even try. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, guess it's I mean, over. I do I do understand that, you know, there is like a level of like strategy and like, you know, with a- every solution they come up with is like, oh, but this would put more people in danger, you know. Which I mean, like, you know, I feel like that could be said for any comic book story though, but maybe that's why nobody ever actually gets hurt, you know, when they're battling villains. Is because you know they always find a way that will keep people safe, and we just never hear about it. Is supposed to be the thinking, gotcha. but I don't know that that just seems like so much bureaucracy. You know, like we have to discuss <laughs> this problem <laughs> as it's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird for like Superman to be like that that uh, that guy you don't like at a work meeting, just shooting down everybody's ideas. Like, no, that will work. Oh my no, gosh, we can't that do was that. weird. He was like, there are way too many molecules. I can count them for you. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I kind of like that, though. Where it's like, <laughs> I, I guess I can count the oxygen if that'll help. But... 
<laughs> no, I thought he was. I thought he was like, oh, know it all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like he would be a know it all if he couldn't point, do it, right? but he can. Because <laughs> he's like, you could reverse the oxidation or whatever, but like, do you know how many molecules you'd have to deal with, man? I can count them for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so swamp. Yeah. Also, oh. and the fact that the swamp thing deals with this by talking to Woodrow. He literally just says. Just had a psychotic break. <laughs> well, he doesn't. Know it's that. the dumbest thing, where he just says like, "Hey, don't plants kind of need like carbon dioxide?" And then he's like, "Oh shoot, you're right." <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I kind of feel like you don't have to be a botanist to like say that, or like an expert on plants. Well, well, so it was kind of. It's more like. He built his psyche around being a protector of the green. And then Swamp Thing broke that by saying you're not actually protecting. And then that's an even worse psychotic break. Or uh, I, well, I don't know the, which one we he, would consider the, worse. He kind of, it, it kind of twists him in such a way that he's like suddenly shut out from all the plants and like, he can't talk to them anymore. He's like, as he says, he's running through a crowded hallway and nobody's willing to talk to him. He's just running through the forest like after that. Mm-hmm. I do like the guy with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. That guy was great. He's like, I'm going to go get my wife. Or not, I don't even think he says wife. He just says he said Elizabeth or something. Evangeline, which is yeah. a weird, a weird thing to name anything, but especially a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I, I do like, because Abby's, <laughs> I think Abby's there, and she's like, oh, crap, you know, you need to leave. He's like, I've lived here all my life. I'm not leaving. I'm going to go get Evangeline. So I was just like, I thought he was just some old guy who was like, I'm going to go get my wife, and we're going to watch this fight between (laughs) the Swamp Thing and Woodrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, it's chainsaw. But he comes comes back with a chainsaw, which I guess is the best thing you can come back with. Because, you know, you're cutting down wood. I was thinking... I, I mean, I was personally thinking if he was going and getting his wife, I was like, yeah, if I was in a situation where I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. I don't want to leave this place because it's my favorite place and I'm not planning on dying anywhere else. I would go get my wife and watch two super, super humans battle it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, after saying... That you're not doing this for the or, or plants need the carbon dioxide that humans drive. He was like, You're just a human. You're just a man. He's like oh, he says you're doing this the human way. Look mm-hmm. around you. Look at all the things you've destroyed. Like no. is this the green way? He was like, mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I think out. that that really saved it from the the kind of simplicity of the conclusion of like, you know, like, because we, we said, you know, he basically is all like, oh, well, plants need carbon dioxide. And, you know, I'm like, man, that's like, you know, when when you kind of think about it, it's like pretty dumb that he didn't think of that. But I think that that part like really saved that conclusion that like you know it's all like you're not doing this the way of the green you're doing it the way of the humans and so it was like ah mm-hmm. yeah it just made it a lot better for yeah, me yeah. he's very much the embodiment um, 
Woodrow is very much the epitome of, oh, humans are a virus. That's why they must, they're the true virus or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Swamp Thing and Abby kind of have like a moment with, I am Swamp Thing now. I hope that. She's like, yeah, are you happy? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. She's like, well, where are you going to go? And he's like, back to the swamp, because mm -hmm. I'm the swamp thing. And then kind of parallel with that, uh, Woodrow's like, well, I acted like a human, therefore I'm a human. And he tries to Ooh, spray the... That. <laughs> he tries to spray or the skin like... on. He's like, oh, I've grown a little bit since I last sprayed my fake skin on. Mm -hmm. So I would probably look a little bit better if I cut it back before the Justice League comes and interrogates me. Mm -hmm. He's like, eh, I gotta do it right now, though. Yeah, that, that didn't help him one bit. I, I do really like that scene of the sprayed on skin and he's very misshapen mm -hmm. and he's like, yes, it is me, Woodrow, a human being. Mm -hmm. What's... <laughs> <laughs> and then the Justice League were like, what happened to you? I guess we'll just put him in Arkham Asylum, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Best thing to do. Is that the only like mental hospital in the DC Universe is just Arkham Asylum? There's also Bell Rev. I don't think it... Well, that's not a psychological... Oh, it's not? Oh, okay. Uh, or like, a, it's just like a prison. Gotcha. Oh, is it? I... Because there's Blackgate Prison. That's the Gotham Prison, because Gotham has so many criminals it needs its own. Ah, uh, okay. Bell Rev is for everybody else. Okay. Oh, so, oh, so Arkham Asylum gotcha. is the Phantom Zone. Yes. Kind More of. Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say that they are, even though... Most, most in comparison to our world, Arkham Asylum is probably the worst asylum in operation. In the DC universe, it is the best asylum in operation. I guess. And the most capable <laughs> to help uh. people. <laughs> um, At this point, it's just really a housing unit. They're just like, we're the only ones capable of keeping them off the streets long enough for people to feel safe. Yeah, I One guess. Second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, okay, so I did want to say that I really appreciated that Woodrow had, like, such a complete arc, you know? Because it was, like, mm -hmm. really, you know, he started this out, you know, when he was introduced. His only concern was that he didn't want to be returned back to jail. And I was like, man, that really sounds like, you know... Somebody who needs to be checked up on, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't have like complete, like, you know, reintegration with society, like perfectly, mm -hmm. but he's like, that's his one want, you know, he, he does not, he has been like basically imprisoned for too long, probably for cry like for very small petty crimes because he gets beat every time. <laughs> and then... Um, and then he just, like, basically goes off the deep end because he gets, you know, too much power. And then they put him into a mental institution. And it's like, wow, that, you know, it's it's more of a tragic arc than anything. Mm -hmm. But it's like... It, it kind of feels a little yeah. bit like a foil yeah. to um, the Swamp Thing, right? Because uh, 
the Swamp Thing probably does in some in some sense in tune with every plant on Earth. And me, he, you know, mm-hmm. Woodrow tries to do the same mm-hmm. thing. He's so envious of the Swamp Thing. He says it several times. And when he gets in tune with every plant on Earth, he just, you know, wants to go on a killing spree. Yeah. Well, I I also think that that was already in there to have a... (laughs) So he's too warped in comparison to Alec. Mm -hmm. You know, Alec got in tune with every Mm -hmm. plant on Earth and did not suddenly feel that he needed to take down humans. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I think that, you know... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, go ahead. It's fine. I, I'm moving on. So if, you, um, if it's something about this. Um, I, I guess I was just going to say, like, basically, you know, I think that it was the it, like establishing the fact that Swamp Thing is more Swamp Thing than Alec Holland is what makes him able to withstand, you know, the idea that... um. The, the ability to connect with the green, you know, but also he can still connect with the people of the red by having consciousness and be more like, you know, a, a representative of the green. And I think that that's how they'll build him out later on. Do we, I think we still have but two yeah. more issues left. Yeah. So yeah. just when you think that this book would be over. They put in like, what, two more issues? Kind of tacked on, I feel. It's interesting to see the monkey, a monkey again, like just (laughs) like that one other, what's that other one we read that had the guy worried about the white monkey coming for him? Oh, that was- Oh, that was- Yeah, yeah. Yes, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, huh, people really have a thing about white monkeys, huh? Yeah, is fear of monkeys like a common thing? It's a white monkey Hmm. demon? No, no, it's a a white monkey is what they're afraid of. It's just a monkey with albinism. It's not (laughs) something to fear. Well, in this one, it's a demon. But, I don't know. I don't know, it's just weird that it's come up twice. Yeah. Maybe it's a comic thing. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably a mythology thing that we just don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Probably but... just drawing from that. Oh, uh, yeah. Pro- yeah. White monkey. I mean, because, like, clowns, yeah. 13, and, like, serial killers, sure. But, like, monkeys? <laughs> it's just, I just don't get it. It seems like a very Asian mythology kind of thing. So it's gotcha. interesting to see here. So we get a guy who walks off the train and, oh, he has the iconic hair. As soon as you see this hair, you know who it is. It's red with a white streak in the middle. And I'm like, oh, that's him. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. But so, what I, I didn't realize. I was. <laughs> oh, okay. So what I, what I didn't realize was that he had the ability to tell people how they're going to die. And so he just like gets off the bus and he's like, all right, so here's my card. 
if you need insulation, and he's like, I don't need insulation. You're going to die today. He needs, uh, he goes, if you need insurance, <laughs> like this dude just won't stop talking to him. And he's like, dude, you're going to die later today from a swordfish. I know I don't need insurance from you. Yeah. And just walks away. Mm. I, yeah. I don't think it's that he can tell how they're going to die, right? Because he's later on, he tells the other dude, he's like, you're going to get arrested for manslaughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because your wife doesn't like a lot the lawn chairs they're selling at mm. this auction. Like, yeah. that's not a death, but <laughs> sure ain't great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can, he can see the future to a capacity, and really, he's actually seeing Abby's future. It's just that he also knows about the people involved in that future. So maybe he's actually seeing his future, because that's when him and Abby are... Yeah, actually, that would make sense if he's seeing his own future. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, but... Yeah. He didn't know that he was locked up from... Right, Andy? Mm, That's a good point. Okay. Yeah, maybe that was just a because he was responsible for the the swordfish coming undone and killing the other guy. He assumed, but also maybe he just has general future powers. Couldn't couldn't gotcha. tell you for sure. So yeah, so he goes into town and he buys a Ouija board and some incense. And then he buys some incense. Yeah. I don't think he buys the Ouija board. He just asks about it, doesn't he? Well, well, he shows up with the Ouija. Yeah. I think he asks about have have you sold any Ouija boards? But I think he already had one. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, it's like he's. Or I think he's he... tracking it down because we learn later that the monkey is a weird demon that was summoned to this realm via the Ouija a Ouija board. Yeah. I assume it's the same Ouija yeah. board. He go- yeah, he buys oh, it at the auction. auction. It's the one that, yeah, yeah. So like you're saying, it's the one that summoned <laughs> it, but he buys the Ouija board at the auction. He doesn't buy it at the store. He's asking, okay. like, when did you last sell one in this town? And the dude's like, oh, it's like six months ago. They're not really flying off the shelf. <laughs> and so it's probably, coincidentally, the same one. Gotcha. Which, like, mm-hmm. if you summon a demon using a Ouija board... Doesn't it make sense if you get rid of the Ouija board and destroy it in some magical way that would, like, get rid of the demon? No, you've only destroyed the way it can enter. Like, if it was a door, you destroyed the door. They already walked so through. So you make a new... So, so, okay, so instead, then, wouldn't you make a door using the Ouija board and smash the monkey over the face? <laughs> like, I don't know. It yeah. just seems like a really weird... I... I I guess the whole thing of the monkey attaching itself to the one person who didn't die because of the mm-hmm. monkey in that place was, an, I felt a little bit weird about that. I guess they yeah. had to bring in some human yeah. element into it, and a kid is usually the best thing. That kid did not look like six years old, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, kids are hard to draw, no. is what I've heard. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, my my conception of the Ouija board was that the importance was, like, basically the demon, because, so a Ouija board is a way to communicate with, like, spirits and demons, you know, allegedly, and then, so it 
tricked them into saying out loud the the words the spell that released him and so it's not really about the ouija board it's about saying the the words but then that makes me go why did he buy decide to buy it at the auction i guess I think yeah, he was, like, doing some magic to see, like, what the last thing that it produced was. Okay, so he knew about this with some kind of inkling, but he was using that to track it down, maybe. He's doing, like, spirit detective work. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So in this issue, Abby um... gets a new job working for... Right. Yeah, really so convenient fun. new job. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting how Abby goes in there and she's like, these kids are crazy. And they're like, yep, it's autistic kids. You know how crazy they are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I did want to say that. It's, it's school, but like... I guess it was like the 80s. So it was different. Back then, the yeah, the one, lady, the one lady's literally like, the first time I dealt with an autistic kid, I wanted to quit, but here I am, six years later or something. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, huh. bas- bas- basically, I think that they are confusing autism with just, like, childhood trauma that, like, breaks you. I think that... It seems I, like... These kids we seem to be, <laughs> yeah, survivors of psychotic, like, breaks, and they're like, it's autism got to them yeah this is not how that works yeah <laughs> gotcha so you know like bas- basically if you're if you're listening to this and thinking about reading that just like you know careful careful for that you know basically that this does not treat autism correctly or well but yeah but it was almost almost 40 years ago that this was written so I guess. True. To I mean, today it, they would it be should... like, oh, all the kids here have schizophrenia. So that what's co- that's what causes <laughs> them to be so crazy. And it's like, yeah, kind of just a different well. thing they've chosen to name. <laughs> gotcha. Man, is, is it that bad currently in modern comics? I, I feel like that is still like, you know, more 90s antiquated of like, you know, like... Now, hopefully, they would just be all like, you know, basically what we're saying, like childhood trauma, but not like naming it schizophrenia as much. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they wouldn't do it at all, but mm-hmm. I would think that that wouldn't be as common. Maybe, but hopefully, I don't know. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, they but yeah. Just so basically, look through and are like, which one can we name? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just throw in throw in darts at a board. It's like, what mental illness are we gonna choose? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway. Also, I was gonna say that yeah, just because it was forty years ago doesn't mean that we don't have to like scrutinize it and hold it to you know a certain standard. That like, you know, I I do like the way you said it that they're probably just misdiagnosing them all. They're just like, well, I don't know why they're acting this way, so chosen this because like the girl it sounds like the one girl like accidentally killed her younger brother by a bag over his head 
it just sounds like they were playing. Like she didn't do it intentionally and she didn't. Right. Like, she's super young. I can't remember what age she is. She's young. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. we need to put her in a home now. Yeah. Because <laughs> she won't um, behave no. after accidentally killing her brother. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm really glad that they didn't use the R word at all. like i could easily see matt especially when he's fighting with abby later on in the story (sighs) yeah anyway yeah matt's not Um, not a good guy maybe we can throw that out there at this point yeah not a good guy he's he's a lot more reasonable he's not this guy Mm mm-hmm well, you never got to see the next season. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah, so, yeah. Th- so they he does the get argument. a redemption. Oh, you go. Oh, I was just gonna say he gets a redemption arc in Sandman. Oh, oh, oh that's cool. That's I cool. thought you were about to say in the last issue of this, yeah. and I was like, driving drunk to save your wife is not a redemption. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no, no, he he just gets worse. <laughs> he gets worse in Swamp Thing and then better in Sandman. <laughs> I'm gonna say if the, like the thought doesn't count if the thought drives you to drunk drive. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they get into an argument about her working and not spending enough time with him. Um, and so he leaves and he gets mad. And then I guess we cut to. Well, I didn't realize at the time was a flashback of Paul, the kid. Oh, uh, his yeah, parents. yeah. He keeps referring to himself in the third person as he goes. Paul, you know, says this. Paul doesn't like you. Da da. Yeah, yeah. And so his parents summoned the demon. That demon killed his parents, and then attached itself to him but like you know it, the demon spends his time with him and it's like it's really creepy he's like it i don't want to think about it it's... yeah uh so he it's interesting his interpretation of it right because i guess they do write him to be six years old even if they mm-hmm. don't draw it very well in my opinion yeah. um but the fact that his parents are like using the Ouija board and they're like, these, what are these things? Like they keep saying these words and it's like, mis- sounds like just somebody writing gibberish. But it's mm-hmm. once they say them, you know, those are the incantations to bring the monkey demon to their world. And yeah. so his and Paul's interpretation of that, if you spell wrong, the monkey will get you. Mm, I didn't catch that. So that's okay. why when he first meets Abby, Abigail, he wants to know how it's spelled mm-hmm. so he can spell it properly. Gotcha. So then we get more um, Swamp Thing is like sensing there's something going on, talking about the autumn, what comes with the autumn. And, and so we didn't say his name yet. The guy who got off the train was Jason Blood. A.K.A. Etrigan. So he. I didn't. I didn't know who it was. So I was oh, like, yeah. "That's a really interesting last name." Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go right out there and do the last name Blood, Mister Blood. 
Yeah. So yeah, he finds and the out second that the... Jason. That's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> it was like, man, Alan Moore has a thing against Jasons. I thought that he was gonna be a villain. It turned out he was an ally because I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's with the Ouija board and he finds out the incantation that hit, that uh, Paul's parents had uh, said. And then we get to the insulation guy and he's like, hey, or he talks to Abby, who's on her way to work. And he's like, hey, you, you need some insulation? She's like, no, I don't. He's like, oh, come on. He's like, no, I don't. Please well, leave me alone. He, he, he does, well, as the, what Jason earlier was like, you know, he told him, you're going to get speared by a swordfish later mm-hmm. today. Also, you are cheating on your wife with like five different women and you're not even going to hide it. And so when he's meeting mm-hmm. Abby, when uh, this insurance guy is meeting Abby later, he's like, well, if you don't want insurance, then I can give you something else. Oh. You look like a stranger in these parts. Like he literally says, we could give each other company. I don't remember, like, that clicking. But, like, I I would be surprised that I didn't. No, that's definitely how it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very... What you didn't know is that the swordfish was a display up on a wall. And so uh, there was a couple that was driving a car... Uh, and they bought the swordfish from the auction, and the husband was too distracted, and so he had to push on the brakes, and the swordfish skewered him. The, uh, Harry yeah, Styles. Like the insurance guy. Harry Styles. <laughs> um... I, I really don't feel like a ton happens in these issues. Like, they yeah. fight off the monkey. They run away from the monkey. So, um, basically, the story goes is that Jason Blood warns Abby of Paul. Like, watch out for them. Uh, and so she goes to Swamp Thing, and she's like, there's something happening. Well, he says specifically, you, you're going to have to save as many children as you can. Yeah. And so, and then we kind of go back to uh, later that day, or before she goes to see Swamp Thing. And, Earlier that day. Yeah. And it's when she first starts her job and she gets attacked by a kid who's uh, going a little wild. Um, yeah, the the staff like say every kid is going wild right now. Mm-hmm. Like usually like one or two at most yeah. like in in a day, but every kid is going wild and we're having trouble keeping them all down. Yeah. And she goes to talk to Paul um and she, and he tells her about the Monkey King. And I think she says I believe you. Right. Yeah, he he's like it's what's so upsetting is not only did he go through this trauma, but, like, nobody's willing to believe that it actually happened. And yeah. Abby says, you know, I believe you. Right. And then Matt and Abby have another argument, and he's like, all right, fine, if you're going to go to work, at least take the car. And she's like, I'd rather walk. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she, so she goes to tell Swamp Thing so that they can help get the demon monkey out of there. And then when they show up, uh, the demon monkey is out and about and he starts shape-shifting into uh, everybody's nightmares. And it's like, that, that this page is like where I was like, oh, now it got creepy. You see his <laughs> yeah, face trying yeah. to form. The fact that he knows what you fear and he'll become that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get Etrigan. And he didn't rhyme. Mm-hmm. He was just speaking kind of poetically, but like, there was well, no he was... rhyme. He rhymes. No, he rhymes. Yeah, he was... Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, it, it wasn't... It wasn't all rhymes, but it was in a meter. I don't know what yeah. meter. I didn't take the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. But yeah, basically, at at the very end of the story, you know, the boy, Paul, he basically is able to defeat the demon monkey by like being mm-hmm. like, I'm not afraid of you, yep. you know, and I'm not afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. And so, and then Etrigan just eats him, and then you know, him. basically that kind of, cu- yeah, he eats the monkey, not not the child, and then uh, <laughs> you know, Paul. Well, yeah, the kid saying that he's not scared of anything anymore. You know, you can't touch him pretty much because the monkey's been chasing him. Uh, he makes the monkey get smaller and smaller and smaller until mm-hmm. he can just be swallowed. So Which I guess works. And then... A different part of Jason blood? It's kind of yep. a um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so... Overall, I really enjoyed this book. I did too, yeah. I, did, yeah, I just, good. those last three issues, I was like, oh, why? Why'd you go this way? I don't know. Yeah, it's... Yeah, pretty much the last two issues, I was like, man, am I still reading this? <laughs> yeah. huh. the, the art is, you know, you know, for its time, but the coloring does not do it any service a lot of times. Gotcha. Huh. Interesting. I guess I can, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree. Um... But yeah, like I don't I don't know. I think I I took a very long gap in between like basically the issues with Woodrow and then the issues with the Monkey King. And so <laughs> I didn't have that experience as much, but maybe if I read it all together, then I would I would have a similar experience. Gotcha. Um and that that wasn't that wasn't really intentional. It's just kind of how it it happened. It was like, "Oh, I'm I'm reading this now." Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I I do get this kind of like that seemed like a really concise, clear like arc. And then they were like, let's just throw in the next arc, too. And it wasn't as connected yeah. to each other. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. At least you get more value for, you know, the book, you know, book one of Saga of the Swamp thing. You get both arcs instead of one. They could have chopped it up more. <laughs> Seven issues is also a kind but, of weird amount, I feel like. 
for a collective it would have been edition. Yeah. They didn't have that last issue for sure. I mean, like obviously you're not gonna the one before it. You're not gonna cut an arc like in half, but like it's just weird. Se- seven seems odd. It is odd as a number, <laughs> but uh, it seems like a weird choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But yeah. Um. So I have to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we I should do our outro. outro. Yeah. Oh, wait, but wait, hold on. <clears throat> Sorry. Before we do that, oh, when do we want to reveal the next book? Oh. Um, we can do it right now. Okay. I thought long and hard about this. Spent a good 30 minutes trying to figure out the right one. I may have taken it a little too serious. Uh, but... <laughs> So the book, I'm going to say it, I've heard it's really good. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see. It's called Afterlife with Archie. Volume one, Escape. All right. I guess we'll see. Mm Mm-hmm. Good choice. We will check it out. Um, anyway, this has been the comic panel. I'm Cody. I'm Taylon. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. You can catch us on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Comic Panel, It's Comic Time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore comic underscore panel. Or like our Facebook page at It's Comic Time. Have a great rest of your day.